This is George Dr. Funkenstein Clinton, and you're listening to WMNF Tampa. They do the dog, y'all. Hi, I'm Jennifer McTritus, Chair of the Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Tune in to 88.5 FM and WMNF.org to hear interviews with our volunteer programmers, music you won't hear anywhere else, and informative news. Our Diversity and Inclusion Committee is excited to connect with organizations and individuals that support our local area. Thank you for keeping our community strong, and we want to help you make a difference. Let's do this together by emailing diversity at WMNF.org. Here comes the sun, here comes the sun, I say it's all right. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5, where every Monday at 11, we bring you a conversation with experts on sustainable issues. Your hosts today are myself, Kenny Coogan, and the very stylish Annie Ellis. Thank you. I'm wearing the terrific outfit today that everybody can see. Never. Yes. <laughs> and Annie uh, lost her glasses. Oh, so she's. Are these sunglasses prescription? They are prescription. <laughs> and, and that's the only way I can see. And we're sitting in a dark uh, booth, which is even funnier. <laughs> Answering your calls is the amazing Clark, and working the boards and keeping us in check is Mr. Bill Grace. Today we are talking with Michelle Northrup, the Development Director at the Learning Gate Community School and the organizer of EcoFest. So stay tuned in as we promote a balance of people, profit, and planet. And the reason why we're talking about that is because this uh, April 22nd, this Friday, is Earth Day. It started as an environmental movement in 1970. And we are so excited because every day at our show is Earth Day. So a long time ago, the Americans were consuming vast amounts of leaded gas through massive and inefficient automobiles. Industry was using up a bunch of smoke and sludge with fear of consequences from either the law or uh, bad press. And air pollution was becoming rampant. So then uh, Rachel Carson... Her New York Times bestseller, The Silent Spring. Annie, did you, did you read that book, Silent um, Spring? No, I did not, but I know about it. Yeah. That was published in 1962. It's sold over a half a million copies in 24 countries, and it really raised public awareness and concern for living organisms and the environment. And then in, the, in 1970, Earth Day became official. And Bill, do we have Michelle on Zoom? We do. Hey there, Michelle. How are you today? Hey, how are you? Good. So, uh, welcome to the program, Michelle. And Annie, do you want to read Michelle's intro? Yes, I'd love to. I'd love to. We're so glad that you're on, Michelle. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So, Michelle is the head of public relations and fundraising at the Learning Gate Community School, and she's in charge of the Echo Fest event that's coming this Saturday, April 23rd at MOSI, M-O-S-I, the Museum of Science and Industry in Tampa, and we are very excited to hear about it. You know, it's, uh, welcome to the program, Michelle. I'm happy you're here. Thank you so much, Kenny and Annie. I'm so excited to be a part of the program today. We are thrilled to have <laughs> EcoFest back because we weren't able to do it last year. So oh, yeah. we're happy, happy to be able to do it again. And we're really happy that we have a new home this year at Mosey. 
So uh, you were you've been at the Learning Gate Community School for 15 years, and the event's been on for 13 years. And, Correct. Yeah. So now well, you just said something about skipping it. Does that mean that it's actually been on for 14 years, or? Started yeah. 14 years ago. Oh, 14 Correct. years ago. Oh, okay, so we're just saying yeah. the 13 because we skipped a year. Okay. Yes, and unfortunately, we did have to skip that year. I totally get it. But I, we're back. Yay. Bigger and better than ever, for sure. Yay. And, and why did you create EcoFest? Just so that's a really great question because when I started here at the school, I was a parent before oh, okay. um, I was a board member or a employee. And they were doing golf tournaments for fundraising. And I thought, well, a golf tournament's not very sustainable. <laughs> so, <laughs> and at the that time... is isn't I, organically treated, is right, it? <laughs> right, that's what I'm thinking. And so um, I thought, wow, there's all these great like farmers markets around with local vendors. And we can take the sustainability aspect of our school and how nature is our best teacher and show showcase that in an event and at that time was doing an Earth Day event and the city of Tampa was doing an Earth Day event so we created EcoFest on our own and we had the city of Tampa come out as a vendor and USF came out as a vendor and after we did it that way for a few years they decided, well, what the heck am I doing an event for? So they let us take over the event because we all had similar vendors. So we are the official Earth Day event for oh, the city of Tampa. That's really great to hear. So now they uh, they don't have to do all that background work. They can just show up. What right, exactly. <laughs> they can show up and showcase what they do. Uh-huh. And it, it's a great cause because the... The amount of money that's made from EcoFest from the vendors, although it's not a tremendous amount, but the school does benefit from it. So really, it's a win-win-win. Instead of having three smaller events, uh, we combined and have one really wonderful event. That is so great that everybody had that universal thought. You know that yes, and the vision to yeah. And we we all know that the vision to let go can be hard. Absolutely. <laughs> We so I, I was did. so grateful that they trusted that, entrusted that with us. Yeah. And we've been having a, a great event each year since then. That's wonderful. Now, who helped sponsor this event? So the city of Tampa, Mosey, we have a, a local solar company. We have a local nursery, uh, Tampa Baywater. So some local entities and uh, local businesses, which I have a strong passion for supporting local. Yes, that that's the way to I go. I feel that that is one of the most sustainable choices we could all make is to go to a local business versus a big box store. Oh, totally. Then Learning Gate, um, we, we were actually the very first public school in the nation to receive the platinum status in the lead for school through the United States Green Building Council for the green classrooms. When we were applying for that, it really made me think because during that process, you had to show how many miles 
uh, a way that you sourced different products oh. to be able to get the points needed for that platinum status. So that, and we did that um, several years ago, but it really made, it instilled in me that it's far greater to support a local farmer, to support a local business versus having things shipped all over the country. Yeah, totally. The That was in 2010 yes. uh, that y'all got that. So that is mm-hmm. quite an accomplishment. Uh, it really is. And so great that you, I mean, that's completely in your theory for your whole school. So and, Right. And LEED is spelled L-E-E-D, and it stands for Leadership and Energy and Environmental Design. So, Correct. Michelle, can you tell us what do they look for to become certified? Yes. So it's, it is quite the process. And when we did it in 2010, it really had not been done before for oh. schools. And they asked every aspect of the uh, building process and how it affects the students and air quality. And I mean, every little detail you could think of in the building process um, and then we also, after that, we received the green ribbon status uh, for schools the very first year that that was available. Wow. There are wonderful practices that we instill in our students every day. Our motto is nature is our best teacher. And our kiddos are outside enjoying nature 25% of their school day, which, I mean, I think we all want to do that, don't you? Yes. Can you tell us where the Learning Gate Community School is located? Sure. We're in Lutz. We have two locations. One is on Hannah Road in Lutz near Bears and Florida Avenue. And the other one is closer to the heart of Lutz, which is on Lutz Lake Fern Road and 41. And we serve 800 students. We're a public school, a charter school with an environmental theme. And how do families sign up their children for this school? There's a lottery every year with a, a long waiting list, but it's worth it once you get in to have the kiddos out in the garden, planting and seeing that they're, what they are sowing grows is just amazing. There's bunnies, there's chickens. Mm-hmm. They, they have a wonderful day. They'll go out into the woods and instead of learning behind a desk in a classroom, say angles, they'll get string and they'll put the string from tree to tree to show 45 degree angle to see it hands-on and experience it in nature versus uh, most schools that you do it in a workbook or worksheets. So I know you have some smaller animals. Can you tell us what the campus looks like? Is it wooded? Is it uh, raised beds? Is it? Yeah, all of that. Permaculture? 30, 30 acre, over 30 acres and beautiful woodland trails. There's um, wetlands, there's um, woods, there's open space. There's a five acre garden, organic garden five with raised beds. Wow. Yes. That's beautiful. Impressive. Beautiful. So, and there's a, l- a little barn and a greenhouse. 
where the students can see from the beginning of the seedlings all the way up to plantings, which is great. So it sounds and like... You know, you know, there's like a sense of accomplishment for a student to see what they planted and see it grow. And then to be able to share it with others, like there's a sense of accomplishment there that you really, you just can't uh, teach that behind a desk in a standard classroom. They have to experience it. Mm-hmm. And the school year is a great time to be growing annuals and you know, leafy right. perennials because the weather's a little bit cooler. Yeah, they so, a break. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like your school is Earth Day every day. It is. <laughs> it's nature every day. If um, any of you have ever been to like nature's classroom, it's like nature's classroom, but every day. Very we cool. love those partners for sure. So Nature's Classroom is a program for all public school children in sixth grade to go out kind of near Thonasassa and they have some animals and they get to learn how to navigate in the woods and they learn archery and they get to experience right. animals. And I know it's sixth grade, but I don't know if there's another program it's for... sixth grade. Yeah. Oh, just one grade. And I know yours... But, but it's every every classroom... Every yes. school in Hillsborough it's County gets to go. go. Okay. So they all get yes. three yes. days. So yep. eventually when you get to the sixth grade, yeah. you get to so everybody Something looks forward, look forward to that. To. Yeah. yeah. So yes. and we, they just had their open house, I think it was two weeks ago. Oh. We partner with them a lot. They're they're a great entity for sure. Mm-hmm. We wanna remind listeners that today's guest is Michelle Northrup, the director, development director at the Learning Gate Community School and the organizer of the thirteenth annual EcoFest. If you want to be part of the conversation and share what you're doing for Earth Day, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and we will read it on air. And we do have an email from Dave from North Tampa and he says he has been so looking forward to a day of positivity and peace. And then, but then he had a horrible thought. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, oh my God. Don't, I hope he's not using the R word. So he is a local climate activist and he was wondering if uh, Mosaic or Tico was going to be there because they do often advertise at these types of events saying that they're good environmental stewards, but he understands that a lot of companies are conflicted. So he was just wondering if they're there and I know Michelle, we're putting you on the spot, but I understand that, you know, companies have to have that balance of they do want to be on the green end of it, too. Yeah. Right. Know. To be able to support something. Yeah, on the and green some end. parts are, but most parts aren't. So, exactly. Michelle, can you tell us if they're so, going to be there? And then on, so, uh, on the line, we have one, uh, a different uh, vendor who wants to talk. Okay. Is it a vendor? Great, one, yes. One that's Tico be will be there, oh, yes. Okay. And yep. we have a bunch of vendors, right, from your place. Yeah, and I do want to talk about one vendor real quick before we okay. take that call that's really cool. It's yeah. a vendor called the Book Rescuers, and they're going to bring 8,000 books that they are upcycling and selling for a dollar at the event, which I think is great because sometimes books just go by the wayside and this is just one extra chance for books to be used, read, and loved in our area. So I'm really excited about that. That's very good. Just a reminder, we're not allowed to say prices due to FCC regulations. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so on the line, we have Christina and she is going to be a vendor at... Oh, yeah. EcoFest, and she's from the main ingredient. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the show. Hi. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us what the main ingredient is and yeah, uh, so what I you're going to be promoting? Yes. Yes, ma'am. I own a specialty grocery store that's artisanal. And um, I not only carry a lot of my products, which are spices and pea blends um, and olive oils and balsamics, but I carry other local vendors as well. Very cool. And you have a storefront in Lutz? Yes, we have, um, we have one in Lutz and another one opening soon in Lando Lakes. Oh, very good. Congratulations. And, and Christina has been a vendor in years past of EcoFest, too. Yes. So I've been um, a vendor of Michelle's in e- with EcoFest, and she very first had, I think, her your first one It was at the school, actually. Mm-hmm. And now it's yes. just gotten so big, you know, it wow. got so big very quickly that she had to go out, out of the school property, um, and especially with being part of the Green Ribbon and the Green Council. You know, those, those are really, really big advocates and, and very hard to get those awards, by the way. So the school's done a great job with all of it. We were so proud of them. And so one of the things with Christina is that um, her store happens to be sandwiched in between two big box grocery stores. And she really does shine in the community by being different because she sources so much locally. She has so many organic products, non-GMO, vegan products, and so she shines because of her local support, for sure. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank you, Christina, for calling. Thank you so much for having me on. Looking forward to having you at the EcoFest, too. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, Michelle, I know that you have a lot of vendors, but you also have workshops and, I think, yes. like live performances. Some- Can you tell Sam- us about the workshops? Right. Sure, we have some STEM um, hands-on workshops and some sustainability as well. And that will be run by Mosey. Um, I know they're going to be doing like a water days, um, water education, STEM, and a sustainability workshop. And those will be ongoing throughout the day, which will be great. Oh, there's another vendor I wanted to talk about, um, and she's an artist. And her name is Soup to Knits. And what she takes is clothing or fabrics, and she recreates them into the cutest, like, little um, vegetables or fruits and puts faces on them. (laughs) But the reason I think it's so cool is because, once again, those fabrics or clothing could be put in the landfill but she gives it new life, new character, and it could be, um, you know, something really cool for a child to be able to love. So that's like a soft sculpture. Is that what you're saying? Yes. She makes soft sculptures out of uh, yes. reusable or uh, recycled fabrics. Yes. That's Did wonderful. you guys see the, um, the art exhibit that they had downtown? Oh, the felt thing? Oh, my yes, God. That it- was amazing. It is just like that. Oh, okay. That's with reusable fabrics. Even yes, better. But, wow. But even better because she uses the reusable fabrics. Do you know how to spell her last so, name? I'm interested. Hmm? Oh, I, do you know? Sure. So her company is Soup to Knits, uh-huh. and her name is Eileen. Eileen. 
soup to nits. And she does a lot of like small local Saturday and Sunday markets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know she's on Instagram as soup to nits. Okay. Thank you. Do you, Michelle, do you know how many vendors? Yeah, we're at 130 vendors. Wow, that's a lot. This is going yeah. to be a big event. This is really going to be a good event. <laughs> I think I'm going to go. <laughs> I think so. On, Absolutely. on the line, we have uh, Catherine Sutherland. Hello, Wonderful. Catherine. Yes, hello. Um, well, we have another event going on for Earth Day. It's the Drive Electric um Earth Day event in Lakeland, which is happening next Saturday, April 23rd from 9 to 1 at the Munn Park parking lot. And this is an opportunity where electric vehicle owners can come and exhibit their cars. Um, people uh, can come and ask questions and find out a lot of information about them. Um, especially why people should choose electric vehicles. And now there are so many different reasons, performance, instant acceleration, reliability, fewer moving parts, Quiet convenience, too. charge while you're at home, um, savings in terms of now they're the lowest cost, total cost of ownership oh. for the lifetime. Um, so not only are we protecting the earth and increasing sustainability, but there are all these other reasons. So you can register for our event at the website, driveelectricearthday.org, and just put in your zip code. If you register that way, you'll be eligible for a $250 gift certificate. Um, and you don't have to register for the event. You can just walk in. We will have um, we will have drawings and gifts um, for the people who come. If you're an electric vehicle owner and would like to display your car, it's not too late to do so. You can just sign up at that website, which is driveelectricearthday.org. So, if anyone, if any of the listeners are thinking about purchasing an electric vehicle. You know, please, I encourage you to come to this event. You'll be able to, we'll dispel some of the myths that you may heard about and really uh, learn a lot about the reasons and the passion that electric vehicle owners have for their particular cars. So, again, it's the Munn Park parking lot, Saturday, April 23rd. From nine to one. Can you so can you say that again? Because I couldn't understand the Mun Park. What yeah. is it? M U N N Park. Mun yeah. M U N N Park. It's beautiful. Downtown Lakeland. In Lakeland. So this is a okay. Lakeland event. It's the Mun Park parking lot right across from Farmers Market. Oh, I know where the that is. Lakeland yeah, that is Farmers pretty. Market on Saturday morning. Yeah. And so it's Mun Park parking lot. April 23rd from 9 to 1. Oh, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, that was well, really I, a... will, I will definitely be there. I'm the proud owner of a Tesla, and I have to say I absolutely love it. Oh, so, it's they're uh, so quiet, more, too. And again, I think most electric vehicle owners do love their electric vehicle. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah. you calling in today. Yeah, my pleasure. And Michelle, we have another vendor on the line. Oh, okay. We have Patricia. Wonderful. Hi, Patricia. Hi. How are you? We're Good. doing great. 
And we believe you have a local nursery that you want to talk about. And that your children and you and, started it, right? Yeah, Pat- Patricia's yeah. actually a sponsor of the event. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, You're everything. So I have three children that go to Learning Gate. My fourth one's about to start. Um, but they came home with gardening skills and the passion for plants. And we have a tababuya tree, hence our <laughs> name is Trisha's Tababuya Seeds, and these tababuya trees. Um, <clears throat> we have this tree that just after its bloom, which is almost like a healing, healing in a sense, it's, it's, when these trees go into bloom for such a short time, it's something that just causes people to stop and take their picture with them and talk about it. And the news will will broadcast it on, on um, their channel and just say, look, it's this tree that's blooming for, you know, we know spring is coming. So it's something really special. And the kids came up with the idea of selling the seeds on Amazon. So I did a little research, didn't see many at the time, other businesses selling them. So we started that way. We started with selling seeds on Amazon, and now we are a backyard certified nursery. That's and we amazing. sell seeds and trees and all kinds of stuff. Uh, Patricia, can you tell us what color the flowers are of the trees? Well, they come in yellow, purple, pink, and white. Um, you see more of the yellow ones. They're more common. Mm-hmm. Um, very bright and cheerful. Uh, the next favorite would be pink um coffee pot boulevard is a famous spot for their large pink tabuya tree when it's in bloom right there by the water and white is rare and purple purple and pink kind of get mixed up to get confused but just absolutely beautiful disney world's a, a popular spot um to see these trees and up and down the mediums and you know we get a lot of people that go oh my gosh that's the name of them. We mm-hmm. always wonder, what is the name of these trees? <laughs> yeah. We went through the same thing, and now we're like, okay, well, here you go. So it's, it's kind of neat to see people, like, relieved to know that we have those trees. Very cool. You know, they, they also, uh, in the Tremendous program, that's one of the trees Ooh. that they offer. Because a friend of mine, she has the yellow tababuyas in the front, and they are, like you said, they are stunning when they bloom. Oh, yeah. It's the number one question <laughs> on any of the garden sites. What is this tree every year when it comes on? Because they're so stunning. Uh, so, yeah. Patricia, will you be selling seeds and um, selling trees as well? <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yep. Fantastic. Seeds and trees, for sure. Very cool. And I know her her, um, children are just so excited (laughs) to have come up with an idea. And now to see the idea is an actual business. And I think that's a really cool lesson that, you know, if you have an idea, you have a dream that really just take action and see what happens. And I think that Patricia is a great example of showing that to her children. Absolutely. And not not just showing it to her children, it's showing it to everybody on how to make something that you love into something that right. helps you, um, you know, as a business uh, across the board, helps other people and helps you and your family. I just love it. That's fantastic. Kudos to you and your children. Thanks, Patricia. Thank you. 
On uh, Facebook, there's a group called Tampa Gardening Swap or Tampa Gardening Unplugged. And there's a very good gardener, Paul Zamoda. And I went to his house and he grafted two of the tababua trees. different colors? I think they're two different yellows. But one of the yellows blooms like two weeks before. So the bottom half of the tree is one color. And then a few weeks later, the top is a, another yellow, but it, you wow. know, it extends the blooming season. And it's a huge tree. And so. now it's a huge tree. Yeah, it's gigantic. So it's really showy. So one thing I wanted to bring up um, to talk about is for the very first 1,000 shoppers, attendees, oh. um, will receive a apron, a gardening tool, a gardening belt, um, and gardening gloves. Wow. It's like all the lights go off, and the <laughs> confetti drops, and you're like, thousand <laughs> winner. You're the guy. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> That's it's like exciting. Oprah. It's like, and you get an apron, and, and you, you get, get a garden school. <laughs> and it. you get a belt. <laughs> so that's fun because we really want um, – we want children to go out into the garden. We yeah. want them to work with their their families and get their hands a little dirty and, you know, make something that their family can enjoy together. Yeah. And really that's something that all families in Tampa Bay can do. So we want to give a little boost um, to make that happen. It's really great, too, when the kids get to find out uh, that this is this seed turns into a plant turns into food, and then they can yes. actually eat it when they when they unearth that sweet potato after six months of growing or whatever, and then you know somebody cooks that sweet potato for them. It's just uh, a remarkable situation that happens. It, it really, really is. is, and I know that when we started the organic garden, uh, I guess it, it's probably fifteen years ago that. I had parents say, what have you done with my children? We go, <laughs> we go into a store and they're, and they're telling us the life cycle of different vegetables oh. and they want to try things now, whereas before yeah. they, they wouldn't. Right. And when the students go through the garden, they can name uh, you know, the plants and how it turns into a tea and how you can eat this one, but don't try that one. And it's just amazing that their minds are open to trying things where as students and, you know, other children might be like, oh, I'm only going to eat this or that, you know, being picky eaters. Our um, students are willing to try things of rainbow of colors, which I think is so important. It really is. That's what they say. Uh, So the reintroduction uh, right now for us is, uh, I am Annie Ellis, and you're listening to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. Today's guest is Michelle Northrup, Development Director at the Learning Gate Community School. We're talking about the 13th Annual Echo Fest. If you want to be part of the conversation, please give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org, and we will read it on the air. And pretty soon we're going to have our sustainable living events people call in and tell us all the events that are happening in uh, Central Florida. And we do have an email from Brooke Errett, Senior Florida Organizer of Food and Water Watch. And she says, hi there, Food and Water Watch, the USF student PIRG, the Jen Cleo, 
Globe and other student and community organizations are having an Earth Day informational and sign-making workshop on Saturday, April 23rd at 2 p.m. on the MLK lawn at USF to call out the big oil profiteering and need to get rid of fossil fuels. And we will follow up with an action next week. All are welcome. And that is a great initiative. Thank you for sending that. Uh, tidbit. So, Michelle, why are events like EcoFest important to have in our I, community? I think it's important to highlight the businesses in our community who every day um, choose sustainable practices and choose to support local and choose to have the earth as the highlight of their business every day. And I think that um, by bringing in the city of Tampa and certain community partners that um, are nonprofits in the area that do this every day, I think it's great to highlight them and have it all in one place Mm -hmm. where people can walk around, make choices of their own and learn things that they did not know before. Yeah. So what type of the live performances are you going to take place? You mentioned that that's going to happen yes, all day. So we have, yes, all day long we have um, speakers, we have um, different organizations, we have music, live music, we have some performances from other local schools as well. Um, one of my favorite acts uh, performance is when a group that we partner with called Owls Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, when they come out, they always bring, it's called Owls Nest Sanctuary. Yes. And they bring the most beautiful owls and they talk about their program and how they help rescue and rehabilitate animals in our area and they're just fantastic. Mm-hmm. They really are. I've seen them before. They bring the most beautiful oh birds. They're huge too. Yes. Uh, And it's great for, you know, this is an amazing family event because mm -hmm. um, children who don't even go to Learning Gate will get the experience of seeing, you know, the owls in person. And they may not have seen an owl in nature on their own, but up close and personal. And they're able to talk about their program and how wonderful it is. I know that People that I know all the time are like, oh, I um, I have a squirrel that fell out of the nest. And what do I do? The mom hasn't take. I mean, they take all wildlife, but yeah. they do feature owls, but they do take all wildlife. They're a great organization. They really are. Because uh, you, you can you can call them and ask them about things. I know that a lot of people, like when birds are fledglings, they always want to pick them up or they, they're afraid they fell out of the nest or this and that. And they've got to be jumping around on the ground for two weeks. Uh, but, you know, it's great for, for them to get back up. And they always, that's who I always suggest them call because they right. give them such information about it. You know, one time right. in my backyard, we have owls in my neighborhood in South Tampa. And uh, mm-hmm. in fact, one of the owls across the street, they just, they had babies and there's five little baby owlets oh. popping around on the trees. Do you know what species? Uh, the little ones? Oh, Screech owls? No. Great horned owls? Great, great horned owls. Barn yeah. owls? Yeah, great horned owls. <laughs> How many more, Kitty? There's yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> five species. We have barn owls in our um, 
in our neighborhood and uh-huh. just hearing them at night talking to each other. Yeah, it's the greatest. They, oh, it's the it's greatest. It's really loud. I was at my friend's house in Alabama and they are on a large property and the owls were just hooting back and forth, mm-hmm. calling, calling, calling. One time in my backyard in the South Tampa area in Fancy Town uh, <laughs> is where I live. Uh, I had a friend of mine wanted to see the backyard with her mother. We, so we went in the backyard. I turned the lights on and all of a sudden, boom, the, it was on. There was a possum that was going along the top of the fence. One of the little babies fell off. An owl went straight over my right shoulder and swooped down and mm-hmm. got that baby before it fell to the ground. Aww. You know, it's the circle of life. So. Yeah. But it was oh, yeah. It was like being in a National Geographic <laughs> magazine yeah, or live. Right? Our neighbor built us three owl boxes for screech owls. Uh-huh. And for several years in a row, every spring, we would have two baby screech owls. Oh, that's And so they would just be hanging on trees and shrubs that are like five feet off the ground, yeah. you know, when they're fledging and they're adorable. Then... Bees moved in. Oh, into the boxes? Yeah, because the owls are only occupying them in the springtime. Oh, right. now was, they're bee boxes. And now they're bee boxes. See, they're recycled, <laughs> right? The bees are so prolific on their own because of probably all the flowers, you know, oh, in the neighborhood. Oh, you have so much. There's yeah. just honey dripping from the boxes. <laughs> oh, my God. But, Annie, we should do a whole show on owls. Uh, that's a great yes. idea. We should get these people on. I think it's an excellent idea. I love it. Absolutely. Oh, and then we have another organization that I want to highlight, and that's Tampa Bay Watch, and they help restore our shorelines. Oh, and yeah, they're great. they do a great job of that, and they have been with EcoFest all 13 years. Yeah, they do a really good job. Our garden club uh, donates to them to, so they can improve oh, the yes. shorelines. So, Michelle, Friday is Earth Day, but we, of course, want to promote sustainability every day where we balance people, profit, and the planet. So, Michelle, can you give us some ways that listeners can be more environmentally friendly throughout the year? Absolutely. So, I think um, we can learn from our kindergartners here at Learning Gate where they are in charge of a waste-free lunch. So they help us all realize that um, things like plastic bags or Ziploc bags, um, that's not the way to go. But to use reusable containers to, say, bring your lunch to work or bring your lunch to school. And when our kindergartners did the challenge, we went from 14 bags of trash a day down to one. Oh, and that's amazing. I think that's amazing. And, you know, things like chip bags and, you know, uh-huh. um, all things that are individually packaged to instead have a, um, a lunchbox container that has little containers in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a one-time purchase like that can like save so much. Yeah, like a bento box. Mm-hmm. It's... That's just one way that every day we can all do something um, as a family or for our own lunches at work or school. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great tip. So, Michelle, do you tell, you know, before students come to your school, do you have a newsletter to the parents telling them this is the eco-friendly way to pack your yeah. students' lunch. Because yeah. I'm thinking of... Uh, Showing up. Uh, well, no, I'm thinking of a 17-year or 17-floor building with offices. Yeah. And all, right. all these workers are bringing... Oh, I see. So you could give that information to yeah. them. Oh, yes. yeah. We need your your profile on what you <laughs> give the students. And can you, and can you imagine, like, uh, kindergartners making posters about oh, it? yeah. 
talking to the other students throughout the grades. You know, if you have a kindergartner telling you how to do it the right way, Mm -hmm. you're going to listen up because it's, you know, coming from the mouth of babes. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting, too, because so many people that do habitually buy things like that, overconsumption and in non-reusable products, they just don't think about it. I mean, it's just right. not even in their their game. You know, they just don't not do not even think about it. And I remember bringing that up in uh, our my our garden club this past year. We don't use water bottles, and right. so we use a container with the uh, the water, and and the uh, the uh, cups are uh, biodegradable. Actually, we use the biodegradable cups. So, right. but most people don't think that way. So we have some. Yeah. Uh, I think we have some things online. Yeah. So I wanted to reiterate that when I was reading Brooke's uh, email, she's the senior Florida organizer for Food and Water Watch, I said that the USF student PIRG, and I just wanted to let listeners know that PIRG is a Ralph Nader program. It's on almost every campus, and it stands for Public Interest Research Group. So we definitely want to be supporting them. But on the line, we have Jim Mc. Ginty, which oh, Annie oh, thinks wait. that she knows him. Yeah, he, I think I do. <laughs> Annie, Annie knows everyone. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, but we do know that Jim is an environmental teacher at uh, the Learning Gate. So welcome to the program, Jim. Yay. Hi, how are you guys doing today? Good. We're doing great. Can you tell us what an environmental teacher what are you teaching? I uh, teach all things <laughs> environmental. That's a perfect answer. What you can teach in 40 minutes a week to kindergartners through fifth grade. So I, uh, my focus on the, uh, on the younger students, when they get yeah. into sixth grade, they, there is a full-time environmental teacher who teaches you know, all the sixth graders every day. So, um, so my, camp, my classroom is our 30-acre wooded campus. Oh. We have a swamp. We have ponds. Uh, so I'm dipping with kindergartners and doing frog life cycle, the usual things. But we do have some special projects, and that's what Ms., uh, Michelle Northrup wanted me to call and tell you about. Okay. Oh, well, this ag- is cool. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, we were, I think I had my second grade, uh, second grade class. We were looking out at our lake, and I made the comment that we had some invasive plants out there water hyacinth and it was starting to take over the lake and i made the comment that oh it'd be nice we need to get rid of it and we're going to organize some volunteers and one of the second graders and this is the beauty one of the best parts of learning gate we have a lot of parents who are environmental they're attracted to the school and this little second grader um gasper said oh well my mom and i we we scoop it out of our lake and we take it to uh, the zoo and they feed it to the manatees. My and goodness. Like, really? So it's wonderful when you can learn something from your own students. Yeah. But, from a second grader. That's oh, fantastic. fantastic. Well, his, his mom worked at Zoo Tampa with the manatees. So um, so I quickly contacted his mom and said, hey, any chance you want some more water hyacinths? <laughs> so it turned into a really wonderful partnership. We worked with the University of Tampa and um, some students from USF as well. And uh, we got a group of, I think it was 15 or so students out here on a Saturday morning and out there in some john boats and along the shore with chest waders on. And we scooped up 45 bags of water wow. hyacinth. 45 yeah. bags? Yeah. And That's a lot. It was, and the, the zoo weighed it. It was 1,500 pounds of water hyacinth <gasps> wow. after they drained it all. So, uh they were, I think they were very pleasantly surprised by how much <laughs> we produced and were able to 
um, to get to to the zoo. So to me, that's the definition of a win-win. It oh. helps us get rid of a of a invasive plant on our campus, but also it helps an endangered species, the manatees. So very cool. Um, so this will probably turn into a an annual event, and I don't think. I'm not naive enough to think that we got rid of it all. Yeah, so. <laughs> it will be an annual event for it's sure. It's not my first rodeo, so it's uh, definitely um, it's it will we'll keep an eye on it, of course. And that's something that's all part of what we teach here is 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 uh, being good stewards yes. for the environment, you know, in practical right. ways. Oh, so that's, that's impressive. One, one of many projects we have between that and we also do. Uh, a special project on migratory birds. So I'm actually a federally licensed bird bander. So we actually have been studying all the birds that fly through and and move through our campus. And again, the kindergartners all the way up through sixth grade get to see the entire process of scientific process of how how one goes about doing this. And it's to me, it's one of the most unique things we do, or one of many unique things we do. Um, and we're doing it right now because it's migration. So we'll do it for another two or three weeks, where for a day each week. Very cool. Catching, Band the birds? Yeah, we actually catch them, um, put a, a metal permanent metal band on their leg with a with a number on it uh-huh. and there's a website and a phone number for in case somebody recovers the bird that's fantastic and they report it back to the, the federal government and yeah. I, do you guys then get that information because you banded it we do yeah and it's 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 a very low percent um, return rate but yeah um i've been doing it for I don't know, 20 years or so, and I've had just a handful of birds. But that's exciting when that happens. That's like, oh, oh, yeah, over the moon. We we did have two birds recovered, um, one in Massachusetts and one in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they hit windows, and that's why they were recovered and uh, reported. Um, But, yeah, the, the scientist gets a report, and also the people who banned or who find the bird or find the band mm-hmm. and report it, get a, a certificate from the U.S. Geological Service a recognition, and it tells them, okay, this bird was banded this day this by this person in this mm-hmm. location. So now it's going high tech. So cool. you could have a whole other show on that because it's uh, yeah. you know, using radio. Yeah, you need to have Mr. Jim back if sure. you do a bird show. <laughs> That's a great idea, no, really. Yeah. We should do the whole thing with the owl people and the yes. John on. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, so, I wanted to just tell you, hey, one second. I wanted to just say, my uh, ex-husband, he, we went to Puerto Rico, and he was fishing, deep-sea fishing, and, and we were catching release. And uh, I don't know if that works. But anyway, uh, caught a tarpon. They tagged it. And then later on, we got some information. Somebody else caught it, and uh, we got the information on the tag. It was very exciting, actually. So we have less than 10 minutes. Jim, before we let you go, we did have a text message, and Michelle, you and also answer it. Somebody wants to know, what is the best thing to feed wild ducks? Are black oil or sunflower seeds okay? Or is there anything else that would be good for them? I wouldn't feed them at all. Because what they do is they lose their fear of people, and not all people are Mm well-intentioned. And also, you're right, unfortunately, a lot of people feeding them bread and that sort of thing, and it's nutritionally... Yeah, um, a zero. So, so they're they're filter feeders. Depends on the type of ducks, but you know most of the the uh, Muscovies will eat anything. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but they, you also are concentrating the birds too, which can yeah. and can cause them to pass pass um, diseases from one to the other. Now I got a text from a, a former coworker who's listening to the show, and she asked about <laughs> how you how you keep birds from hitting windows. 
Oh, uh, yeah. A good uh, link to provide listeners is to the American Bird Conservancy, and they do a lot of research. They have a whole division studying the most effective ways to keep birds from hitting windows. And I know I personally at home, we have these these uh, uh, static cling um, decals that you yes. put on and it breaks up the, the reflection and that sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, people should look at that because it's, it's staggering the amount of the amount of uh, birds that get killed. My parents year. always had that on theirs as well. Yeah, and the hawk, yeah. and the hawk silhouettes don't work. So <laughs> okay, good to know. She used to use those, but then they actually studied and they said, well, those don't, don't work so well. Okay. So, anyway. Speaking of hawks, we have a lot of hawks on campus, right, Mr. Jim? Oh, yes. Yeah, we have lots of uh, red-shouldered hawks here. Mm-hmm. Very good. So that keeps your garden going. Thank you, Jim, for calling in. No worries. i got to go off to my next call. <laughs> good luck. Thank you. Right, bye-bye. Off to first grade. <laughs> and, I can't and, imagine. Um, that all one that- of the... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Andy. I was just going to say, I'm just so impressed that that second grader created that whole situation. Right. Just, just from talking. You know, that's that's so important. It's like if we just talk about it. People. Yeah, so we only got about five minutes in. On the line, we have Tanya. She's part of the Sustainable Living events. Hey, Tanya. Hey, I have some good events for you. Yay. So get your pencils Woo-hoo. ready. Um, April 23rd and 24th, we have the Green Thumb Festival at Walter Fuller oh, Park. Oh, that's a big one. 7901-30th Avenue North in St. Pete. Um, UF, the University of Florida, IFAS Hillsborough Extension has a micro-irrigation workshop on the 30th, and that is available in person or online. I shared the link on the Sustainable Living WMNF Facebook page, so you can get that link. And then I also, through the um, IFAS Hillsborough Extension, it is... The the deadline is on June thirtieth to apply for Waterwise Award and both winners of that. So they compare your yard with everybody else in the county and they pick whatever the best Waterwise Award is. So you can check out the website to see if you qualify for that. Um, the Florida Botanical Gardens is celebrating Earth Day um, from let me see nine a.m. to noon on April twenty second on April twenty third. Earth Day at Moccasin Lake Park from 10 to 2, and that's at 2750 Park Trail Lane in Clearwater. Um, and then Growing Up Wild, third Saturday at Pine Mold Cultural Park, Saturday, May 21st from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So I posted all of these um, events on our Sustainable Living WMNF page so that everyone can kind of get them if, you're, if you can't write as fast as I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can. <laughs> Thanks, Tanya. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Great show, guys. <laughs> you too. Yeah. Uh, I okay. want to just reiterate real quickly. Uh, I won the 2020, I think, uh, award, the Waterwise, and I think Tanya won the year before. So if we can do it, you can do it. And it is Woo-hoo. a lot of fun. And they do a video of you later. So it's, uh, it's <laughs> forever. Very good. And on the line, we have Robert from Parrish. Welcome to the program, Robert. Hello. Um, yeah, I want to make a comment about band, banding birds. Sure. I, I got a bird from um, a private owner that had a band, the cockatiel had a band on his leg Mm -hmm. that was either the bird grew into it or they put the band down so tight that his his leg was raw. Oh, that's so sad. That bird had to be suffering probably years, I imagine. So, you know, you have to be careful. Yeah, you would want a professional to do that, exactly. like uh, right. Mr. McGinty. Well, yeah. you yes. know, think about it, putting a metal band 
on your lake. I mean, yeah. you know, they need to come up with something that breaks off will not cause a problem. Yeah. Thank, yeah. thank you, Robert. Thank you so much for calling. So, Michelle, we only have a couple of minutes. Can you tell listeners how can they learn more about EcoFest? And can you just remind us the location and the time? Absolutely. You can go to www.learninggate.org slash EcoFest. We are also EcoFest Earth Day Tampa Bay on Facebook. It will be this Saturday, April 23rd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., at Mosey. We will be outside of Mosey in the east side of the parking lot. And we have over 130 vendors. We have workshops, hands-on event, great vendors, live stage performances, and a wonderful day for all. Very good. And when they go to the Learning Gate Community School's website, in addition to the EcoFest, they can learn about the school program. Yes. Yeah. Where nature is our best teacher every day. Very good. And uh, we just have like a minute more. Can you tell us what are some of the crops that you're growing at the school? We have um, seminal pumpkins. Oh, we were just we talking about that. Ha- yeah. <laughs> um, we have a variety of lettuces, heirloom tomatoes, um, some different peas. It just depends on on the season what Miss Jenny, our environmental um, gardener, pops up in the garden. Yeah, we're Very sort good. of in between now. Yeah. yeah. So, so last I week, I did want to bring up one thing real quick. Um, when Mr. Jim was mentioning the manatees, another full circle for EcoFest is that we have the manatee rescuers from Zoo Tampa that they'll be bringing their vehicle out and showing how they rescue um, manatees that need help in the wild. Very good. They really need a lot of help these days. Yeah. So it'll be neat uh, for people to be able to see the vehicle and how they transport the manatees. Yes. Thank Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so So, much. Penny and Annie, thank you. Thank you. So we hope uh, listeners can go visit EcoFest this Saturday. And if you enjoyed this show and our weekly content, please consider going to the WMNF.org and donating through the tip jar and directing your donation to the Sustainable Living Show. Your donation helps us stay on air. Stick around for the next hour to hear WMNF Tampa's Monday Music with special guest Ronnie Elliott. If you want to hear more public interest programming, you can switch over to WMNF's HD3 channel, The Source, to to listen to today's Tom Hartman Show live. Tune in next Monday morning at 11 for the next Sustainable Living Show, where we will be talking with Master Naturalist and Master Gardener Virginia Overstreet about planting native plants and the Native Plant Society of Florida. Follow our Facebook page, Sustainable Living WMNF, to stay in the loop. I'm Kenny Coogan. And I am Annie Ellis. Remember, if you're looking for someone to save the world, look in the mirror. Bye-bye. Here comes the sun, I say it's alright